0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Working on It, a podcast that follows creatives, makers, and doers working on projects between and after hours. I'm Gemma DeLog, and I'm with my awesome co host, Jack Chacon. Hey,
1: what's up, everybody?
0: Every week, we'll be interviewing guests to discover useful tips, tricks, and inspiration on topics like time management, work life balance, motivation, and much more. Today, we have our very first comedian on this podcast, Claire Alexander. Hey, what's up, Claire? Hey, guys.
2: Thanks so much for having me
0: on. Thanks for being on. (laughs) So, Claire, uh, start us off with telling us more about how you got into comedy.
2: Oh, I love this story. So, So, when I was in high school, I did a lot of theater, and I wasn't getting cast in the musicals as much. And... So I decided to go to this other school for the second half of the day, my senior year, which focused on the arts. And I went to this acting school, and I uh, I, I did a lot of classes there, and I was hoping to do it in college and stuff. But I had a teacher tell me, um, I had like a meeting with a teacher, and he was like, you're a good actor but girls like you are a dime a dozen in New York City yeah I, I had the, I had the real thing I got the, I got the real the real uh you know the real deal and um then we had a comedy class that I had to take in my acting school and I took it and I we had to do stand-up comedy in it and I'd never done it before and I was like I'll I'll probably be good at this because I I like I like this stuff and um, I like I like being funny and and then I did the stand-up and I totally killed like way better than I thought I would do. And the teacher saw, and he had me go back into his office. He was like, I was wrong about you. This is your ticket. This is how you can be an actor. Um, and then, so that was what I did in high school. And then, uh, when I graduated from college, I, I got back into it and I was doing it a lot in Connecticut when I was like at home with my parents. And then, um, I moved in with my aunt uncle and and that's why I met you guys and uh, I, I did a little comedy in Philly, which was great. And then, um, they honestly convinced me to just go for it and move to New York city, uh, without even having a job. So I just picked up like a waitressing job and, and then I did it like this whole, this past whole year. And that was, uh, yeah. So that's been my journey thus far, pretty much. Yeah. Bird.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So so it sounds like you didn't actually do any proper comedy until, like, senior year of high school. But did you ever have any kind of inclination that you were, like, funny as a child? Or, like, did you ever, you know? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I love, I've always, like, loved puns. I've always been, like, uh, just, you know, I, I like to, and in theater, too, I would also try to go for the funny roles, even though I was more of this, like, like I was a soprano as a singer, but like I would try to be an alto because those people had more character and I wanted to like move Mm -hmm. my eyebrows more. And, and I didn't like being the ingenue as much, you know, I, I wanted to be the funny friend. Uh, cause like that's, that's more fun to play than like, Oh, will he ever love me? You know, it's like, I don't, you know, like I want to be the, the goofball. And, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I did that like my whole childhood and, um, yeah, it's it's so weird, though, because I never, I would never expect that I would actually do stand-up comedy, much less make it basically my career. Yeah. yeah. Or hopefully, pretty much.
0: That's pretty awesome that you started in theater and then kind of slowly made your way to it. What have, what were your, some of your favorite roles that you had to play while you were doing theater and stuff like that? Because I remember oh I did a lot of theater, too, and like uh, more like middle school, I even went to a choir. Nerds. Camp. <laughs> and I went to choir camp, and that's we were talking about Catholic school, yeah, that's how far it went. Um, oh my gosh. I
2: love that.
0: And I played like always the ditzy characters, like in Annie, you know, the the aunt that like is trying to I forget what the story is, but the aunt or the person who's like uh, running the foster home. And I also, oh my gosh, you played a
2: Carol um, <laughs> Burnett. I I I, a,
0: I, I think movie. that's oh that's probably her yeah and then also like I had to play eddie Hyena and do the laugh and that was probably one of my favorite ones. I don't know why I'm ta- I'm going on a tangent. But anyways, what was what is
1: where was there a hyena? Was that nanny?
0: No, in Lion, in, King. Uh, Lion King.
1: Oh, so I, had, like,
0: I had to do the laugh. Poor orphans. <laughs> oh for over there yeah. it is yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what was your yeah so as when you' were in, in doing theater what was your favorite character or type of character you
2: like to play oh um well de- definitely i like to to be the funny one but like honestly anytime I could get lines on stage really was the best like and when I did go to college uh I the second play I auditioned for, I was so proud of this. I got the lead role in, which was really cool. It was um, "Doubt," a parable. I don't know if you guys saw the movie with Meryl Streep in it, mm-hmm. won a bunch of Oscars. I I played Meryl Streep's role, which was just like, like that was awesome. That was really cool. And I mean, it's it's a drama. It's insane. It's about like. Uh, this priest who might be uh, a pedophile and Meryl Streep's character Mm. is supposed to be, her name's Sister Aloysius. She's like really determined to prove that this guy is a pedophile. And he's like, hey, I don't know, you know, figure it out. (laughs) It's not a great defense. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's, I mean, well, it it takes place in, gosh, I don't know. It takes place in like uh, 50s, 60s. So it's like- Mm. What, you know, who are they going to believe, right? The the, the priest. Uh, totally, yeah. And, um, but it was, it was really fun because ca- uh, characters like that, you can just express so much. Like I cried so much about, I mean, like as the character, but like it, it feels so good to like really like push all those emotions through the words. It's, it's amazing. I love doing that. Um But with with the thing is with stand-up is I can perform like that every day. Whereas, like, with acting and stuff, it's, like, you might be in a show and then you're not working for a long time. And uh, stand-up is just, like, you can make your career a lot more, I believe, because, like, it's – you can do all the work right away. Um, And uh, it's – it it's, it doesn't as much rely on, and you write all your own stuff too, so like you know what you're yeah. doing. Um, because I have been in a bunch of plays that are so stupid. <laughs> like you do any like ten minute play festival, and you're saying lines like, "Gee, if only I owned a Subaru." Great. Right, <laughs> oh <God>. right. What? <laughs> like, how is what is the motivation behind my character saying that? You know. <laughs> like, but um.
1: Needing to haul a lot yeah. of shit, I guess, or
2: four yeah. drive or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, my character's a lesbian, probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I was gonna do that, but then I was yeah. like, oh.
2: just make up stories behind the yes. character. <laughs> yeah, a backstory. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate to try to make a backstory for a character when you have four lines and it's the only thing you're working on at the moment. Right. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. So all right. So it sounds like you're definitely very passionate about acting. Yeah. Um, And you're definitely pursuing comedy stand-up comedy right now uh what is your end goal with stand-up comedy do you want to sort of turn it into an acting career or are you kind of interested in like just pursuing comedy stand-up as like just for the art form itself or
2: well when i started and by when i started i mean like when uh that one teacher told me i had to i <laughs> thought Coerced to it was so weird like i told i told my mom that he said that to me and she was like oh my god and i was like no i mean i just have to keep working like i don't know, there's nothing wrong with me i said i'm good enough there's just a lot of me
1: yeah
2: <laughs> but um like uh it- I, I originally was like, okay, I'm going to do stand-up, but only because I like want to be an actor. And I also always loved improv and stuff. And I was like, you know, I've been doing that for years. But then I took the, an improv class at UCB when I was also doing stand-up. Oh, you went to UCB? And, yeah, just for like one class. I've, I've always wanted to do it since I was 11 years old. Not even kidding. Uh, That's dream. huge. Yeah, yeah. Total, totally loved that.
1: Yo, so for, um, like, the listeners and everything, can you, like, sort of describe them what used to be yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't know.
2: Well, did you hear it? It, it's, it closed down. To, what? In New York City. Yeah. They clo- what? I, I, I shouldn't smile. They is, like the
1: main, is the main one not in L.A., though?
2: The main one was, oh, I don't know. I thought it was in New York City. They do have one in L.A. And it's, it's still going on. Uh, like they're they still have a community. They just had to. They the, the building rent is expensive, and I think I, I read into it because like they were like kind of going out of business at the end of 2019, and like the quarantine like just, just kind of killed it. You know, else. yeah. But yeah, um, UCB uh, is Upright since grade. Uh, that is, it's a it's an improv school that was founded by Amy Poehler and like basically everybody else who wrote every show that you've probably watched. Um, basically, yeah and uh and it's like a really cool improv place they teach classes uh they put on shows and whatnot it's a really cool community and it was so it's expensive that's Uh, very expensive i spent Mm -hmm. i spent like uh when i got when i paid for ucb gosh i i miss being like a poor server in new york city that was so cool i like Paid my rent and then I paid for UCB and I only ate at my restaurant that week until I made money at the end of the week. I only because I only ate food at the restaurant and then I would get off work at like four o'clock and I just like wouldn't eat for the rest of the day because I didn't have the money, which is like such a cool feeling. I was like, (laughs) like, I I care. Hunger is look at me starving artist. (laughs) Yeah, there's such a there's such a high you get from that and then a total low because you freaking fall asleep at nine p.m. You're like, i was like, oh my god. I can't, (laughs) I didn't eat. But, uh, and then, oh yeah, because I was spending my other money like on open mics, which are like three to $5 and you can easily drop a hundred bucks a week. So it was like that. And and my, anyway, so UCB, I took the UCB class and uh, I was in the middle of the class. I was, I swear I'm getting to your point. In the middle of class, we did uh, a scene And um, I know I've always wanted to take this class, love improv. And we were doing a scene and I said something about like, well, I'd rather have chlamydia than bed bugs. And my teacher stopped the scene and she was like, do you really feel that way? And I was like, honestly, yeah, of course. Like, of course I'd rather have chlamydia. Like you can get rid of chlamydia in two days. I don't know how to get rid of bed bugs. What do I have to do? Set my bed on fire? And like, no one laughed. And I was like, Oh, Oh i'm i'm not i'm a comedian I am a stand up I don't do okay and then so i've kind of my goal is like. I don't really have an end goal really because it totally it's so weird and stand up is such a vast like you can do so much with it so like. Uh, I kind of just really want to ride it out for a while and, and see where this goes because I have so many friends i have been pretty successful and I know people have, like done Colbert and whatever and, and so I kind of want to ride this out for a while and like hopefully one day I'll like write a like my dream would be to like, be like, uh, write a pilot and like have a show and like be honest a, on a on a sitcom that would be my dream. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I'd say my goals just as a comic are to just go basically by month, honestly. I'm like, all right, mm. I want to do a couple festivals this year or like, I want to, you know, so it, it, short-term goals, I think help the long-term goal in terms of stand up because especially with the quarantine, everything changes so fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh yeah, and then like there's parts of stand-up I haven't even learned about yet, like about the career of it. Like mm-hmm. like three years, like when I was in high school, I didn't know about comedy festivals. I didn't know that was something you do as a stand-up. And uh and now i you know, I, I haven't done any because they've been I've gotten to two, but they're postponed. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah, so I, I'm just kinda like feeling it out and Hopefully I'll be like doing it enough so that I can pay my rent on comedy. That would be cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's
0: definitely sounds awesome. Um so I have a quick question because you're talking about that improv class and kind of having that in, I guess enlightening moment. You're like, yeah, I'm a stand-up comedian, not an improv. Is there like kind of a difference you felt?
2: Well, there's a different there's like a it's so funny. There's like a oh, there's such a like stand-up comics like totally trash improv people which i think is wrong improv is a great loving business i love improv i love improv so much i absolutely adore it um but yeah, that moment was more of like a oh like improv was my high school boyfriend and stand-up is my husband <laughs> but um uh, I feel but that. like improv is like is is fun because like the thing with improv is it's like two people two or more people so it's not just you and kind of in that moment i was like i like where i'm going with this thought about chlamydia like i like this and i don't know if this person's on board like this is a thing i'm saying uh as opposed to like a scene i'm doing improv is more about like and as much improv as i've done in my whole life i think i know much more about stand-up than improv so so for the listeners who are like super versed in improv i'm sorry but like i'd say improv is more like it's very I don't want to say physical but like improv is like oh uh um here are some apples you know uh, oh th- this apple tastes really good I'm gonna put this apple down you know it's like um creating with other people right and um stand-up is like creating with yourself and the boundaries you have in stand-up are, there's no boundaries. Whereas like improv, you have to be like, yes. And every time. So someone's like, we're in a store and you're like, yes. And this is our grocery list. Uh, whereas in stand up, you have the opportunity to be like, I was in the store and I had no grocery list. And cause you know where you're going. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. If I were to say like, um, no, we're not to the person who said we're in a store. That's me shutting them down. Uh, that's like the that's like very beginner improv though like that's like what you learn right away it's just I like stand-up because it's uh it's really like you can make your own journey right and you can figure th- everything out out yourself and I mean there's pros and cons to that obviously but um improv I I've always felt guilty if I'm not like doing a good enough job <laughs> I'm like Ugh, I'm letting um, my team down. Yeah. Uh, I
1: feel that. Yeah. I remember
0: going to yeah. an improv show for, and uh, so I had an English teacher, love theater. We participated in so many events and we went to see a live improv show. And that's exactly what it was, is that kind of teamwork. And it was, I remember this, this, this one great section where they're just talking about math and, uh, Cosine and tan, whatever it is. I have no fucking idea at this point. Oh, Sokotoa. <laughs> and it was awesome. Just the way that they were able. It was four people. And I can't imagine with four people creating a scene just on the spot like that. So, I okay. That that definitely clarified um, a lot with me when when, when we we're talking about that. So, oh, go ahead, Jack.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say. So, like, so, Okay. I got two things I want to cover. Okay? <laughs> First of all, improv. I don't think this is funny. As stand-up comedy <laughs> sometimes. I'm, I just don't. I don't oh, know. Man. It's silly. I,
2: sometimes I, I I don't know if I completely prefer it, but like, that's crazy to me. It's it's fun to see a plot. I like a plot. You don't know where it's
0: going. Yeah, like, but it's like...
1: it's like you can... Oh, But stand-up is like that too. I think it's just like... I think stand-up, like you were saying, I feel like I enjoy stand-up because it's like, welcome to this person's world. You know what it is? This is what it is. I think this is what it is. I think that, like, if you're really, really good at improv, it's like it's like chef's kiss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... It's like how often are you actually seeing somebody who's just stellar at improv? Whereas I feel like stand-up comedians. In New York
2: City a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, probably, yeah, I guess.
1: But I feel like I don't know. I just feel like, you know, it's like, you know, if you're a stand-up comedian, I feel like you probably just get more reps. Like, you know, it's probably just easier to get out there and stuff. And so I feel like there's way more stand-up comedians that are like up to snuff that I see on a more regular basis than improv folks but that could just be me though would I don't you
0: also know. say that i think there's is there less exposure to improv you know we see like stand-up shows all the time like you know if at any media that we're consuming like and netflix it just keeps coming out with these different shows whereas like yeah. improv i'm not seeing that on netflix you know it's like we had to go to a yeah. physical location where they're like this is an improv team or i don't want to say club because club makes it sound amateurish but that was like a really great show like i think if you went to a live show you'd really appreciate that
1: i've been to like a fair amount of like live improv shows i just i don't know what it is i think it's i think improv to me like from my experiences has tend to lean just way more silly you know what i mean and i appreciate silly but i'm just like i don't know i just like something about improv just doesn't always pull me 100 percent in and maybe it really just is the quality of improv i've seen like i've seen good improv and like appreciated it but i'm just not always like drawn in the same way when like a stand-up comedian is like going on and is like bringing me into their world i feel like i just hook i get hooked into that way easier than improv Yeah, it's like, Claire, what are your
0: thoughts on on that like do you think there's like more exposure with stand-up or just like kind of like what
2: I think I think you're right, Gemma. I think that that like Netflix has been like stand-up is actually it's also like very hot right now. Like it's um, like what's interesting is a a, a friend of mine, uh, her boyfriend is like one of my favorite comedians, which is a really awesome, crazy coincidence that happened. Uh, and he's he just he was saying <laughs> that now, uh, like when he was coming up, he didn't like nowadays it's different from then because now there's all these like frat guys who like want to do comedy and i couldn't agree more i think that that's like frat guys would never jump into improv you know there's a lot of guys who are like oh like i was like this Kegger, you know you know the that kind of comedian and um like that those people never see the you also never see improv because Why would you film it? Because you're missing out on the point of it being live. That's because it's like, let me get a suggestion from the audience. You can't do that on Netflix. And um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that it's it's harder to get into from that perspective. And it's harder to especially like if I wanted to be like an improv person as a full time job, I would be so blown away right now because of the UCB closing. Like I don't know what I would do. So I mean I'm a little thankful. Oh, that. that is a
1: it. shame though. That is yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: But I mean there's I mean there's other improv places, but like if you want to be famous, that's what they say you go to UCB. UCB. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like the pit, which is people's improv theater um and stuff, but like UCB is where it's at. That's why it costs so much money. But yeah. 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 Well, I had
0: a question, but Jack, I think you had another. Did you have another question after that?
1: All right. Well, yeah, I, I kind of did. I, I think the the second part of that after I just absolutely poo poo shitted <laughs> on <laughs> fucking improv like super hard. Um, I was wondering. Um, you know, I feel like improv works because I think Gemma, you were you were kind of saying earlier like something about how like improv is just kind of impressive to watch happen and all that stuff. And but I I feel like to a certain degree improv has rules and things that sort of allow it to happen. Not that it's bowling with bumpers or as simple as that, but I feel like there are like there are rules that help it to work. Like so like the most basic thing I feel like is like yes and which is like essentially just like I mean, I've never taken an improv class, so please correct me if I'm wrong because I might be poo poo shitting on this too. (laughs) But basically it's the idea that like you don't shut other people down and you kind of keep the ball rolling to kind of make it work Mm -hmm. right
2: yeah and there's there's also uh, a lot of different styles of improv like you can like really get into it which is so interesting like there's like there's different methods and like there's two-person improv and there's like group improv and then there's like all these terms you have to learn and and um it's uh there's a there's a lot to it. So that's that's another thing, kind of a rule, I guess, that there's like different things uh about improv to do to like work it all together.
1: Um yeah.
2: but oh and one thing that's important about improv that is important about like all theater, really, and honestly stand-up comedy, I couldn't stress this enough, is just not trying to be funny. And that's that those are the those are the good improv groups you see are the ones that are like okay well if the water's not working in the sink then i guess we have to go down the street to my neighbor's sink and you know and like i i mean obviously i'm bombing right now but like that that would be like like that you know those like genuine like just state of mind because we're all different people we all have different things going on in our head and that's what's funny is that we don't instead of like thinking Ooh, what would be funny? Uh, Like, uh, you know, now I'm thinking that. That would probably... I don't know. But, like, uh, like coming up with a different funny thing. And that's what you get through acting. You're, like, just trying to play to the words. And same with stand-up. You're just, like, trying to play to your own thoughts. And that's why it's funny because, like, you guys aren't inside my brain. You don't, you know, we're all... We're all uh, living different lives, so that's yeah. that's what's giving that
0: important.
1: glimpse inside. Yeah, and I, I think to a certain degree that might be my beef with, like, beef. <laughs> <laughs> that might be my beef with improv to a certain degree. Is that <laughs> I feel like I, like, can get into the collective world that's created, and it's but it just doesn't really like it doesn't stick with oh, you. Man, it just doesn't really, it just doesn't really like impress me enough. To be like, oh, man, you guys created this thing together. I'm just like, yeah, but like, I mean, what if you guys like just, just wrote it down for months and then you just came out and you just did it? Mm. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be like a play, essentially. Or stand-up comedy. And I'm just like, I fucking love stand-up comedy. Right. That's neither here nor anyway. there. What I was really trying to get <laughs> at with that question was um, there are rules and like different like structures that help improv to work. And by the way, just so everybody knows, I do appreciate improv. I think my sometimes. English honors
0: teacher in high school would definitely fight you, and you would want to fight him. And- I will fight
1: them back.
2: <laughs> he will with imaginary Jack, baseball. Jack's back. one of the one of the girls from your high school. Like I'm gonna fight you. Yeah.
1: That's right. He's I will. Yes, seriously.
0: You would fit right we'll in. just be rolling down the street
1: after. I'm you ready. would
0: they would you um, would definitely want to be one of those people. Anyways, continue. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally yeah. I'm I'm low-key hood. I try to keep it in. But anyway. Um so here's the thing. (laughs) What? Come on. I am upstanding regular old. You are so not
0: low-key. I'm from the (laughs) Bronx and you will always forget that I'm from the Bronx. (laughs) But from from Jack He's like, What? I am
1: low-key. I am the most (laughs) low-key. Motherfucker, you ever see in your life, Gemma?
0: Anyways, Anyways, I would have totally thought you were from the Bronx. Keep going, Jack.
1: (laughs) Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, there are these structural things that make improv work. Are there things like that that are either, like, well-known in stand-up comedy or that are, like, generally understood to make stand-up comedy work the way that, you know, that structure kind of helps improv?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's like the rule of threes. You know, if you're going to list something, you do it in threes. You have your first thing, you know, like I'm going to the grocery store, I'm getting carrots, I'm getting scissors, and I'm getting my wife a new husband because I cannot, you know, satisfy her in bed. Like, that's uh, a bad example. Uh, But, like, that's, yeah. One yeah. thing, second thing, the third. Yeah, the the lane Classic is like... tale is all as time. My favorite version of that is if you have three things, the first thing and then the second thing is uh um kind of funny and then the third thing is like really funny. Mm-hmm. Like uh that I, I like that. Um and there's like a lot of people say like K is a funny sound to end on. Um K? Yeah, if you end on like a, k, like a hard, k, that's a funny oh, really? thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, rules. Uh, the what I like about stand up is the rules. You kind of really figure them out over time. Yeah. Uh, just based on what you find works, and what I think is actually so cool is that we're all teaching ourselves stand up. Basically. Oh, where are you? no! No, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, um we're all basically teaching ourselves it and then like every comic i know and then we come together and we realize that we are learning the same things at the same time it's like oh like this Mm. is. if i say i panicked instead of or like or i was just gonna say dumbfounded and i guess that's a better word anyway but like panic is better than like (gasps) gasped you know that example but one of
1: one of the funniest things i've ever seen have you ever heard of the Eric Andre show?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, I love that oh show. Oh my god!
1: I <laughs> love that I show. So too, how much. do you not know
2: Eric Andre show? Oh
1: We're gonna god. watch that. Well, I'm gonna send it to you. All the celebrities
2: they put on don't know the Eric Andre they, show. They
1: must have no idea.
2: Apparently, oh my god! I, I think it was out. Jessica yeah. Simpson like, oh my god. or somebody else. Somebody else who was on it, like their agent called and was pissed afterwards. It was like that was
1: super. I guarantee, like do 50% some research. Yeah, right. Like, this... are getting fired? After oh that, my
2: like. god! Yeah.
1: Yeah, but all right, but so so okay. So here's my favorite thing though. Starting talking about that cuss sound, right? One of my favorite like things I ever seen on that. So it's it's supposed to be a talk show. It's like a talk show, but it's so fucked up and weird, and it's like completely fake and uh at one point in time (laughs) he does this thing where he's just looking at his cue cards and or like these cards these index cards in his hand he's just panicking or he's just like freaking out he's sweating he's like looking around and then it flashes like an overhead shot of him looking at his cue cards and all the cue cards are just swastikas (laughs) and he's just like and then he just looks at hannibal burris who's his co-host and he just looks at me just like I'm fucking panicking, and it's, for whatever reason, <laughs> that kills me every single time. But there is something about like a K sound that like is kind of funny for some reason. I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's just like comes it's like out aggressive,
0: but like I yeah. don't know. That's a yeah. I, point. I don't know. Nobody
2: knows. Yeah, there's definitely research somewhere on it. It's probably it's. I think it's like shock value almost. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna yeah, keep paying attention like, to that. Yeah, the theory of your brain of yeah watch comedy. watch some comedians and see if they say panic or something uh, i definitely will yeah, I, you might have just
1: ruined i might just
2: ruin Santa for you <laughs> i might
1: like improv more now you might have just ruined stand-up comedy for me and now it's like swinging the other way you're oh like man.
2: fuck stand-up comedy oh <laughs> right, I don't know. well so
0: i i had a question about your comedic style claire i've watched a few of yours that you have on Instagram and YouTube and you cracked me up. Can you tell me oh, more about what your comedic style is like? Kind of what's I guess it's more storytelling too. So what kind of stories you like to tell for any listeners who haven't heard to you heard you either. So
2: well, like I don't know. It's it's so weird too because um God, I feel so, like, zen when I talk about my comedy life. I'm like, honestly, I'm so at the beginning, baby. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what's coming. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm just, I'm basically two years into doing stand-up and uh, <laughs> still haven't found my voice. You know, well, I don't know. I mean, I I write what I think is funny usually. Um, usually it's along the lines of, like, I really don't like to write about boys but I keep doing it that's one of the things like uh just just things it's basically observational humor um I don't do like a lot of like one-liners or anything I'm not like oh but I do the occasional one um basically like observational humor from the viewpoint of a 23 year old white woman uh that's an important part because uh <laughs> of it because I, I don't have much in the way of struggle, I'll tell you. Uh, so, um, don't, uh, but yeah, that's basically your struggle
1: it was, is the lack of struggle. Yeah. And you better basically. let everyone know,
2: okay? Yeah, like I was at an open mic today on, cause we, we're actually doing them online now and I was doing one today and I was talking about how I was like, somebody w- was saying, um, he's from like bangladesh and he was saying that like his he remembers the first time he said i love you to his mom and i was like i don't even remember the first time i said i love you to my mom today because she comes into my room before i wake up and says like i love you claire and lets the cat on my bed like i i'm so privileged that the other day i brought my mom ice cream and she said Thank you, Claire. This ice cream tastes so good, as if I made it. Like I, (laughs) I have have no struggle. Like I, and so I I try to, I try to play into that because that is what I found. And especially when I do like people's Instagram live shows, uh, that's immediately what I get bullied as. People are like, "Oh, you're just some white girl. What do you know?" And I'm like, "Uh, nothing." (laughs) you (laughs)
1: could totally, you could totally be so hilarious talking about privilege, though. I'd probably just be like yeah like and i made the ice cream in one of my many ice cream makers yeah. like you know what i'm saying right. I was like i yeah. got yeah. on everything are you ice cream makers. yeah you know <laughs> oh, <man>. yeah we <laughs> have it I in can. our kitchen you
2: know
0: i just remember i think i remember once uh not once but it was either on your instagram was on your youtube and you are talking about like having a porsche and you're complaining about the porsche, and oh that my actually, it was hilarious.
2: <laughs> you saw that, yeah. oh my gosh, that- or um oh wait uh, no it was probably my my Prius I have I have a couple oh, yes, yeah. jo- I I I oh I, j- I just started a new joke about Porsches specifically about Porsches that I like but yeah I used to tell a lot of jokes about Prius because like I I have a Prius uh you know because my parents bought it for me obviously and um I don't know I I had so many jokes about it and the funny thing is like when I would tell those jokes about my Prius then I would like leave the venue and like go to my Prius and people who would, like saw the show would be like she
1: really drives a Prius. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, like I don't come on stage, and I'm like, oh, so it's really hard growing up for me and, uh, Alabama as a gay black man, you know. I right. I'm not, like I'll tell you, might
1: be hard to pull off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I believe in you, though. I, I think maybe you could. I, no, not legally.
2: Probably. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe not. Maybe not.
0: <laughs> I yeah. feel like the way that you kind of make fun of, fun of that, and just kind of bring light to it because it's such, it is kind of such a heavy topic for so many people and so many. You know, people. Karens being Karens, be like, stopped calling me the K word, and I'm like, I'm sorry were you enslaved at any point and called the N-word and degraded? Like, then it's not pretty. Yeah.
2: And, like, oh it's, it's annoying, too, to, like, like, especially in doing comedy in New York City, like, nobody else has a dad. And, and <laughs> like, nobody's got a dad. Everybody grew up in, like, a broken... It, me, in comparison to every other comic in New York City, I'm, like, very boring. Like, this is what I do. I do stand-up. Like, other people are, like... So I work at... My, one of my friends... Uh, works at the UN. Like, uh, <laughs> I, what? I just, yeah, like, and she's a comic. Like, everyone has like a crazy story, and I'm just like a girl. So I try to lean into my, you know, like, uh, I, you know, I did have a pretty good life growing up. I had a whole, jo- I used to have a, I actually still tell us sometimes I have a joke about how my grandparents have a boat, you know, like, I'm like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you ever, good life?
1: Have you ever seen, uh, do you like Andy Sandberg? do i oh my god like i him? love like,
2: him andy
1: sandberg i yeah. saw him oh my gosh i yeah sexually,
2: yeah and yeah, he's hilarious all the ways man. all the ways. Uh, all the yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have
1: you seen have you seen his dave franco roast appearance oh my god yes it's my favorite thing. it's one of the most incredible things wow. i've ever seen and i feel like that's how you work privilege he's just like reverse burning himself and other people and it's just like the most odd but like funny shit i've ever seen in my life That's i was just my like
2: favorite
1: thing i was just so astounded by it i was just like the like like just the balls to go out there to a roast and just be the corniest like motherfucker and just completely flip a roast on i think i that actually... one yeah that was pretty
0: good yeah so go ahead go ahead claire no, no, what were you gonna say? And no, I just, I just, am re- like, I'm like, have I watched that? Yes, I did watch that because everyone in the comments was like, yeah, like that's exactly how you do comedy, just like oh, fucking keep my corner. You wrist gotta, off. you gotta oh, see yeah. it.
2: But that's actually kind of known as like a really douchey thing to do at a roast. Um, I did a roast actually. Is it really? Yeah, like it's like really? I mean, it's like I mean, it, it's just like if you're gonna shit on yourself, it's like well if the other person's gonna. Well, if you're doing like a roast battle because they have like roast battles. And like, if you do that, it's just like
1: oh, so like you might steal all everybody else's uh, jokes or whatever. Yeah. Like, well, no, 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 yeah. no.
2: It's not stealing jokes. It's just like You're still- nobody's gonna be like. I did. A, I did. I've only ever done one roast battle and I lost. I was. I was like, I'm so gonna win. Like, I'm so funny. And uh, the guy I did it against oh, so bad. um this is so funny. Uh, I had a crush on him previously. So mistake, Ooh, obviously. Uh, and uh, afterward and during. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I opened. I they're, they're like, Claire, how you doing tonight? And I was like, good. I'm in love with my gross battle thing. I was like, cool, got that out of the way. And uh, then his first joke was like, um, Claire and I have a lot in common. Uh, for example, we've both tried to suck my dick.
1: Damn! I was just like, no. I That's fucking fire, though. That's a really good oh, joke. Yeah.
2: Damn. And it's yeah. like, like, how did you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Damn. terrible. And it's so, it's so hard too, because like, there's like judges at a roast, so yeah. like, it's not like doing stand up. It's like, there's like. audience and then there's judges and then there's the partner that you're in love with and (laughs) you're just you're like oh crap oh Oh, and then all my jokes are like he never gets laid and I'm like damn I just sound sour (laughs) I'm just like uh like you know so and so like uh dresses you know his mom dresses him Uh, Because he's too scared to come out of the closet by himself or something like that. Uh, His mom, I said, I was so good. I have it written down. (laughs) His mom dresses him um, because his he's scared that if he opens his closet he might come out of it or something which is just oh it's God. not it's not as funny <laughs> it's not it's not as good as uh it's it's not as good as we both try to suck my dick and i
1: feel like it's like judo like i feel like he used your energy against you oh he's so and, dead
2: and, he's, and then it's he like he sucked months. it all
1: out of you like oh, oh man that's, that's savage. So that's savage yeah.
2: I just I just wanted to share his joke because that was that a really was a good really one.
0: good one holy shit well he, so so why is it disrespectful or just like a douchey thing because I guess it's a, it it puts it on you instead of the person that you're supposed to be roasting yeah I mean, it's
2: it's referred to as like the eight mile okay thing to, which is a movie I've never seen that has Eminem in it but that's oh, like oh yeah yeah like when I told my other friends who didn't come to the roast after, they are like, oh, he pulled eight mile on you. And I was like, I guess so. I guess so. And I was like, how did he read my mind? <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing.
0: Damn. Yeah, well, to, to start off with that, that's insane. Yeah, like like
2: talking shit about yourself is just like, what are you going to do? Because like one person is like, I'm attacking you. And, and then the other person's like, I'm attacking me too. I'm going to
0: take it. I'm going to win. Oh, okay. So that's also another level of like, okay, now I have the one up because I'm going to also attack myself. So you can't really attack me. And it's not going to, yeah.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. Well. So it's like, um, so maybe in a way like, he cheated and I was still better. But (laughs) no, he won. All the judges were like, yeah, he he won. Nobody was like, maybe, like there were five judges. And I was like, One of them's got to like me. But I won the crowd vote, so I'm the Hillary. That's That's the plus
0: side. So we're kind of talking also, or maybe this leads into my question, um, because I'm very curious to know about women in comedy. I feel like I hear quite a bit about sexism in comedy. Have you experienced that kind of going into this field?
2: I mean... It, it like depends on the look, loca- like in New York city, I'll tell you this. I never felt more treated like a guy, which I love, you know, like in New York city, you're just another person with a backpack. And um, it doesn't matter if your jokes are about your period or your dick on stage. Like people, laugh. it's very like, I feel that's my experience in open mics and uh, and some shows I've done in New York City it's just it's like I'm it's not really judgmental of my gender, which I think is really nice okay. um and honestly, same with Philly very welcome. Philly has like such a welcoming comedy community and I can't say enough nice things about it honestly I, I love doing comedy there but um yeah, in Connecticut, I think a little bit I felt like I was a girl and like mm. I was getting hit on. And I was like, that's not what I'm here for. Gotcha. Uh, and then, yeah, I noticed. Like, I moved to New York City, and like, I was not like nobody really hit on me. Which I mean, I'm not t- I'm like people should be, but like, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that. It's like it's like it's like okay, yeah, we're all here to work. We're all here to do this thing. Right. Um, in other states, I feel like it's more like it's m- more of a reason you go to a bar, whereas like. In New York, yeah, all stand up to that, like a bunch of bars, but um, you're not like drinking at every single one, and you're not hitting on people, you know. Like, so it's uh so something I think that's going to be worse down the road for me is like if I once I start like touring at some point, like if I start doing shows and clubs all over the country, I'm expecting for it to be a little shittier mm. and like, that's going to be harder. Cause I'm going to be like driving by myself or like driving with somebody. I don't know that well. I'm right. like sharing a hotel room with somebody. I don't know. Like that's, that might get weird. Okay. Um. But I mean, like it's uh, and like there, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that's hard. Like, you know, the, there's like boys clubs, but that's just kind of like anything. Mm. Um, And as long as you like, I mean, maybe I feel like I've had to try to prove myself a little bit more. Um, just so that I, I'm not like just some girl doing comedy, you know, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm here for my hinge picture and then I'm gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but like my my Tinder bio picture just to be like, i you know, but um I haven't had any like the experiences that have made me cry from stand up are not. Uh I'm because because
0: you're a woman in comedy okay which mm-hmm. is, yeah, which is yeah. sometimes nice to hear yeah. but yeah i mean hopefully that you don't have to uh encounter those things ever at all i mean hopefully i think we're also in a space and a space in a stage i mean it's fucking 2020 there's definitely women in comedy killing it i mean like ali wong out here being like yeah <laughs> lifting up her super spray. pregnant like, yes yes like stuff like that so you know hopefully we're in a new stage so that's that's good to hear honestly yeah. um it's like it's way safer curious.
2: than my mom yeah probably thought like there's i mean there's always like weird sketchy guys in bars and they're gonna say something oh, one time i was doing a show and some guy like came up to me i was like is that stuff true you say you're a slut I was like, what the fuck? Ew. Yeah, but, it was like, but it was more like, like to me, I was just like, well, you just have to have a good attitude about it. You can't, like, like if I were to, like, really get hurt about every time something like that's happened to me, it would make it a lot harder for me to keep going. So I just, like, tell my friends. And I'm like, what a gross guy in Queens. Right. Yeah. Random move on right move on because
0: you know? yeah as long as you just don't do anything
1: yeah i apologize i apologize for men um, we are buck nasty sometimes i mean like i a lot of my, my, my good
2: apologies. guy friends are men man <laughs> i love i love them. you know there's a lot of good good people there's out a lot there. of,
0: yeah yeah
2: there's, there's there's a lot of scary people but there's so many good people at the same time though I don't want to be like yeah just you know freaking this old everybody everybody <laughs> but like uh don't, don't whip your way. dick out but like you know it's cool it, it, I feel safe doing comedy as a woman good, good.
1: that's good yeah. yeah we were we were talking about it a little bit before you got on and, and me and Gemma were kind of wondering about that we we're like that's that's probably like a solid question. I I always assumed that it was going to be way worse.
0: In general, I'm just like, curious about any woman in any industry and what it's like nowadays for them to experience, you know, going yeah. into. Because yeah. sometimes I, and it could just be me growing up, listening to all these stories, that sometimes I'm like, is someone talking to me in a different way because I am a woman? I've only really experienced it like once where I'm like, why are you totally disregarding anything I'm saying? But sometimes I feel like there are these like really subtle uh, microaggressions that I don't know if I'm in my head about. Or if that's really happening and they're, they they have this kind of weird thing against women. And it's a weird thing to always go back and forth in my head about. uh going into whatever industry or whatever thing i want to get into you know so it's like
2: i have a, so Gemma, I have a short story oh god sorry uh,
1: look Gemma, i didn't hear anything you were just talking about but let me explain to you <laughs> how this works okay uh and i'm glad i cut claire off too because i had to. Tell you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding,
2: just I'm kidding. <laughs> one time i did this open mic and this woman came up to me afterward and um was like you're hilarious. Like, you're so good. And I was like, thank you so much. And I decided to keep talking because I was like, I love a good compliment. You know, I like, <laughs> oh, thank you. She's like, how much, how long are you been doing? And I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then um, she's like, have you ever thought about, um, like changing your style, like the way you dress on for when you're performing? And I was like, what? And she's like, you know, I was like, this was, just an open mic. I I had work today, and I, I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Like, yeah, given it was like, it was like, a, it was a t-shirt. Uh, sorry, my boobs weren't showing. But she was like, she was telling me how she was like a lawyer as a woman. And I was almost, I was like, I was like, I have to get out of this conversation before I start to get really mad. Because I, I want to be like, what, do you have Is it hard for people to pay attention to you and your court of fucking law when you're dressed like that (laughs) with your hair down like a woman? Oh, my God. It was so weird. And, like, it it was very strange to hear from a woman who was a lawyer, too. And I was like, "Um, I I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. I just I I'm grinding, man. I, I was serving people all day and. And yeah. let me put on a t shirt. You know? It's so funny. Like being green. Uh-huh.
0: Like I definitely can under like it's definitely probably ingrained to her because she's a lawyer. She's like, Well, you have to look a certain way for men to listen to you, people of court to listen to you. Yeah. And I'm like and then she also said the same thing to you, which is totally interesting. Uh and I can I can see definitely see that happen because that's her culture.
2: Not saying it's okay, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, and part of me was, like, I, because I, it's, I think it's hard as a, it's not, like, hard, it's not a struggle, but it's a dang bitch to have to figure out what to wear as a girl for doing stand-up, because, like, guys just put on a t-shirt and jeans, and I'm like, if I put on a t-shirt and jeans, I look like I'm about to paint a fence, you know, like, I... I, like I want to like are, are you here to do comedy cuz um <laughs> you don't <want> us.
1: <laughs> we got a leaky pipe back here. you want to take a look? Like, you uh... serve
0: tables for us i don't remember hiring you <laughs> No
1: nah, that's crazy yeah. Um okay so i have to ask you mentioned earlier i didn't forget you mentioned earlier that you had cried at stand-up-y type things oh yeah but not because of boys or, or maybe she cries about
2: boys no, yeah, no reason, it, but... it, yeah I, crying about boys what do they all the time <laughs> did that like yesterday in the car <laughs> purposely went on the drive know. for the sake to cry in
1: the car. i don't even know but but this is what i wanted to ask you though it's like you know i imagine if i was doing stand-up comedy if i bombed i would probably cry I'd be crying for so this. the question is and you don't have to go in this direction but i I'm kind of curious, like, what is it like to bomb? And how do you recover?
2: I bomb all the time. I don't think what's stressed enough about stand up comedy is like bombing is really normal. Bombing is like, it happens all the time. It's like getting your period. You're like, damn it. But whatever. Uh, You move on. (laughs) (laughs) period joke. Um, But no, yeah, I, I bomb all the time. There's like rough bombs. I basically call a bomb anything where I just like try and I get nervous and it doesn't really work that well. That's kind of what I, so I would say when I was in New York city, I was bombing like like a quarter of the performances I would do and I would do like 15 a week. So that's like a good, And some weeks you bomb all week, uh, you know, um, but what is the question what is bombing like a really bad bomb is uh horrendous I don't think I've (laughs) ever had one that's like so I've had them that I cry after but I've had that like frequently enough that it's just like it none of them are like a great story it's not like oh and then everybody was like stood up and walked out like um I don't know. You know, sometimes you say something that you think will be funny, and people are just like, "Why would you say that about your dad having sex with your brother?" And you're just like, "I don't know." I just like sometimes my gut reaction is like, if the joke's going well, I I don't know why I do this. Actually, I do know why I do this. It's worked enough that I just do it. Sometimes I'm like. Yeah, and then I had sex with my dad, and people are just like, "Ah ha ha!" But sometimes it's like, "What the fuck? (laughs)
1: Why would you ever?" Yeah.
2: Like, um, that's weird. So sometimes, and then like that can drive you down a hill. A bad bomb uh, hurts, but um, and it hurts so bad, it'll ruin your. It'll get in your head too. You'll be like, "I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm not good in front of these." people that I see every single day who've seen me do the same joke like three times <laughs> and have seen me do really well. They must hate me today because they're not laughing today. It totally gets in your head. And it totally like, it's a thing that like, you'll think like, oh, you're going through a bombing streak or something. Mm. But um mm. so that's the worst part is just like bombing and then like not recovering. Yeah.
1: Uh, so then related to that, how do you recover and like how do you sort of like uh, like what mindset do you have to be or maybe it's not even about mindset. Maybe it's like I don't know you have a, a good sleep or something but like what do you do to recover from a bomb?
2: Well in like short term, I just uh, I'll just like try to move on to my next joke or like play to the audience a little bit more. Um, what's so hard not to do? And I, I'm so, I'm so young in my career. I can't stress that enough. Like I'm still at the point where if it bombs, I'm like, sorry, you know. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's because uh, I'm so young in my career or because I'm a woman and society makes me apologize for everything. Uh, but uh, I I think um, so. In the immediate, t- if, if a joke's bombing. And the punchline bombs. I'll just like there's time. Like you only get as much as you can do stand up, like so you can do so much stand up in the world because you can just go and ever but you have to think about that right now. You're like, okay, I'm doing an eight minute set, my last joke just bombed, I have four minutes left. Let me bring back a joke I love. Like you have to really love what you're doing in order to sell it. And some crowds just hate you and you just go for it. And uh and that's you recover by like just doing something you love in, in my experience. Um, But in the long term, I'd say like, if you're bombing for a week and you're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. uh, I saw something recently from comedians and cars getting coffee, uh, an interview with Seinfeld and Chappelle. And Chappelle was talking about how he's like, Mm -hmm. when you have an idea, like that idea drives you, you just get in the car and the idea drives you where you want to go. And you can't just get into the, you can't just drive if you don't have an idea um, and sometimes I think uh, after I bomb for a while and I'm like not coming up with any good ideas I'm trying to drive that car I'm like I, I got to write, I got to write. and then I'm like writing about bubblegum which is a topic I have yet to make a joke about <laughs> and I'm just like I can't do this but um, sometimes yeah. it's just it's about working and paying attention to other comics and seeing what they write about and getting inspired and and waiting for that idea to drive you somewhere and then what really makes me recover is like when i write like an awesome joke that i just love and then i ride that way for a while until i come up with another one uh and i like you know fill out the joke a little bit and stuff so that's mm. what helps me recover i'd say um cuz bombing is honestly like almost a, it becomes a state of mind and it's weird cuz it could be a couple of things it could be your performance or it could be like the audience sucks and sometimes the audience can suck for weeks that's very true like you might just hit a bunch of bad shows or a bunch of bad mics
0: yeah,
2: um like sometimes on mondays i notice like just people are just like tired and they don't want to laugh it's Monday. It happens. <laughs> yeah oh, mondays am i right <laughs> yeah like i hate mondays but like um I don't know, like, some people are just, you know, and uh, so, I don't know, it's all about, like, uh, just doing just doing your best, yeah. really.
0: So would you say that yeah. sometimes, because you're talking about um, some jokes, like, oh, and I texted my dad, and it just doesn't land for the audience, do you find that you have to change your jokes or your delivery, depending on the audience, like, as you're kind of going through the stand-up, like, okay, this is not hitting you through your head for other jokes that like oh yeah
2: audience yeah i think and i know this is not uh i know what you're supposed to do as a comic is if you're booked on a show for two 10 minutes you should have your 10 minutes set prepared but like sometimes like i did a show recently like a, a couple months ago and i saw in the audience like all girls so weird like just like 20 women and i was like Okay, hey bitches, and I pulled out like eight different things that I wasn't gonna do. I was gonna like talk about, you know, whatever. I was gonna do my regular material, but I was just like, Ugh, don't you hate playing fuck Mary Kill? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was that's just awesome. like, yeah, it was like a good, and I just like played to that. Like, I mean, that's um, that's something I do, uh, and uh... I'm sorry, I forget what. No, we, I think you're answering that the question. question. Just like, yeah,
0: yeah, like you know you change the qu- the jokes depending on the, like the audience and you yeah because you like, recently moved to New York and you were also in Philly and Connecticut so you get to kind of see these different audiences and different kind of I mean I'm not sure if I'm also hitting that right Does, do you think that's changed the yeah different no areas you moved to okay yeah there's
2: um yeah there's like blue collar crowds and you can do more like like, I have a bunch of jokes about how I'm a, I used to be a server. I'm like, yeah, I'm a waitress. I hate the term server because it sounds like you're in the war. And people are like, that's so funny. And then, um, like, they're not going to get my jokes about, like, fuck boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, these, uh, like, older crowds. Um, but, like, usually, like, I try to figure in, and lately I've been doing, like, Zoom shows, like, which is really funky. I get booked on these shows, and you can see everyone in the audience. You see all these people sitting with their husbands and wives and stuff. And I wrote this new joke about fuckboys that I'm like so obsessed with. So I I try to like work it into there so that they understand it kind of. And I like halfway through, I'm like, if my material about something else is isn't working, I shouldn't go to the fuckboy thing. I should go to something like mm. I, I should pull out a Claire Alexander classic, you know, instead of a, yeah. a, a new bit. Um, so yeah, but I think that's just because I'm like newer. I think like, once I grow and like get better and have more, I'll probably stick to a more standard 10 minute set. Basically, in the first few years of doing stand up, you're kind of really trying to fill out your five minutes, your your type five, your type 10, your type 15, you're like alternating what bits you want to keep there.
0: What is some advice you'd give for a younger um, person who's wants to go into com- comedy and is like, you know what, I'm, I want to try this. Like, what's what are some tips you would want to give them?
2: Okay, the most important thing, and I can't stress this enough, this needs to be a staple rule of comedy. Don't listen to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to anyone at your level's advice. Never. Uh, mm. Not that I'm not – I haven't been burned. This isn't me, like, one time, you know. I don't have a crazy story but like you realize at a certain point like when i moved to new york i hung out with some people who i still hang out with i just don't take their advice but (laughs) um somebody was telling me on the subway one time he was like honestly what are the chances that you're gonna make it and i was like and, and like he was saying he's like i mean me too like honestly like neither of us are probably gonna make it like we have to work like really hard how many people have made it in the past five years does making it even mean? Honestly, like, what does that mean? Does that mean? Like a million does that mean you have a Netflix special? Does that mean you're just past the comedy seller? Does that mean you're not even past the comedy seller and like you just get paid enough that you can quit your day job? Like, what is making it even mean? A million people make it. There's a million possibilities, but like, that is a silly thing to get stressed out over because um, you shouldn't beat yourself up about that. And um, also. Um, I'm I'm from Sandy Hook, Connecticut uh, as well and people tell me constantly that I have to write a joke about it and I'm like no I don't, I don't have to write a joke about it, I don't feel comfortable doing that right now Um, and maybe down the line but once I find something that is funny enough to me that I would share publicly perhaps like about you know um because that's also a thing that bothers me when people are like you've never had a struggle i'm like i had i had one and i just don't want to talk about it very much <laughs> Yeah, that's um, i crazy. was there you know but um yeah like people will tell you things uh people will, like always try to give you advice and you really just have to like listen to your gut on how to write jokes um it's the thing you should take from people is if they're like, Hey, uh, I'm gonna put you on the show, I always do a show. Like, someone's like, Oh, I like this person, this is a good comic, talk to them, like, be nice to everyone. But, uh, like, don't take other people's advice completely to heart. And I know that's a piece of advice, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> any, anyone from your level, well, any, anyone, like, anyone now who's now we're
1: in a real predicament, <laughs> yeah, Claire. <laughs> I know it's pretty
2: hard, but. I mean, like, if, if, if Mike Birbiglia is is doing what he has been doing, he I don't know if you guys know him. He's a great comedian. Love him very much. Don't know him personally at all. He's famous. But uh, he's been doing, like, these interviews of other comedians every single day on Instagram Live. That's someone you could take advice from. Like, he knows what he's talking about. But everybody else who is also working at a restaurant, who is also working a temp job, and who also is paying $600 to rent a, a room without a window in Bushwick – Like, don't, that that person doesn't know any, even if they've been doing open mics for five years, because those people are around five years, 10 years, they know just as much as you, like, about Mm -hmm. success in stand-up. And I think that's, that kind of goes for, like, a lot of stuff, but, like, people will tell you left and right, like, oh, this is what you got to do. You have to be edgy, or, like, you know, never talk about your race, or, like, never talk about... Uh, you know never make jokes about your period never make dick jokes um, like if you have a dick joke that you feel like is good enough to share share it and even if it sucks you'll make a better one in the future like it's right. i don't know i no, could I go the, on the, about I mean, that forever that's a really good
0: point because well i like i think the point you're getting at is that like you know talk to people who know what they're doing and have found success and and is following the path that you want to follow but if someone's trying to limit you in your own creation like then you just start limiting yourself and then you're doubting yourself because they've doubted themselves. And then you're just both, yeah. they're, they're both yeah. in a cycle of like, well, what are, what are we doing? And it's, it's just like, you can lose sight of things really quickly. And I think that goes for really and a lot of people who are just creating something, like, you know, don't just make something because someone else had failed in it or because like they haven't found the success in it or because you think that the audience isn't, you know,
2: Probably mm-hmm. change it if, like, you're seeing a lot of failure in that, but, like... <laughs> yeah, and, like, and, like
1: stand-up... <laughs> that there's might be no, it.
2: like, there's no guidance on how to, like, have a a career, really, in stand-up. I mean, like, you can take a class, but where are you going to take a class from, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, I t- I've taken classes, and I-, I took a class from, like, a fantastic guy when I was in Connecticut, and that opened me to, like, finding out how to do stand-up more and a bunch of other stuff, and yeah. um, I will say that. Oh, and there's this is important too. The one thing you can take from other people is people are going to give you tags, which is like a joke about your joke. Like a, like a, like a punchline for a joke of yours. Like people can give you ideas. That's something I do in Philly, like left and right. It's so nice to be like, Hey, you should say this. This would be funny. Love Philly so much. Great. (laughs) comedy place. Mm. They don't really do that in New York. Um, But yeah, if somebody gives you a joke idea like that, like that's, that's okay. But advice, like you were saying, Gemma, like where someone's putting you down, that's you know that's uh trying to limit you if you if you feel like what someone's telling you is wrong it's probably wrong um but uh cuz like at the end of the day you're writing your own jokes your own material like it's supposed to be you it's not supposed to be what somebody wants to hear from you it's what you want to say yeah and uh and that's why you pay for open mics you know that's why you cuz so that you have your freedom you have your three minutes that you bought to say these things or your five minutes or whatever um gotcha and uh, also because the bar needs that money because uh, otherwise they wouldn't have a bunch of people just coming in and not buying alcohol for that long but um <laughs> that's yeah but, um, except in philly all mics are free and that's fantastic i just, yeah, that's can't stress awesome. enough fuck philly yeah. love oh. philly i don't can't stress
1: on mouth. great great comedy city but um nice. nice yeah oh yeah um well i just want to say thank you so much uh for coming on the show i feel like you were absolutely fantastic i am really interested in stand-up comedy myself i'd love to do stand-up comedy uh sometime soon uh so this was just like a real treat this was incredible thank you yeah so-
0: this,
1: this is so awesome. fun. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, totally. This was, yeah, this is yeah. awesome.
0: Thanks again, Claire. Where can we find you on social media? Uh,
2: just cl- Claire Bear Pairs on Twitter and Instagram. That's all I have at the moment.
0: Awesome. But you, do you have others like of your comedy skits? uh Do you also have it on YouTube as well? Where can we find Yes,
2: you my YouTube uh, because. YouTube is weird and it like doesn't let you have a, a, a URL with your, your name in it until you have like a hundred subscribers. Uh, my YouTube link is in both of both my Instagram and my Twitter. Perfect. Well,
0: awesome listeners, thanks for listening in. You can follow working on it on Instagram at W-O-I- underscore podcast. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts and on our show and hear what you like and what you'd like to hear more of. Uh, give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Um, yeah. So give us a follow, give us a listen. You can follow me, send me a message, whatever it is, at jemma.dilag. And Jack, go ahead and plug in all your
1: social yeah uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at golden underscore baby underscore jack um and as always shout out to culture snack um our podcasting network you can follow culture snack at culture snack media on instagram and at cult snack media on twitter Sick,
0: awesome thanks again for listening thanks again claire cannot stress that enough thanks guys
1: Yes, thanks. See you next time. Bye, everybody.